right now I'm sitting on a bench by the lake and in the distance I can see the tree where I retrieved the sword. It's crazy because I don't think I've ever seen a bench by the lake in this town before. But this is a nice little spot, so I've kind of claimed it for my own. It's a bit chilly out today. I keep putting my hands in my pockets. The wind is kind of blowing at my face right now. But it's still pretty. The lake I would describe as almost white looking right now. It's not, it keeps snowing on and off, but for the most part, it's cool, crisp November. The leaves are gone, but that's okay. I'm still enjoying myself. It's still beautiful. I might have lost track of what cassette tape this is. Don't tell Jax. I thought I I thought I wrote it down. I believe this is cassette tape number 98. So I'm just going to call it cassette tape 98. I recently reviewed my report for the Lost Lake Hotel because I've had a lot of questions about what happened and what the sword can do. I went back to the hotel to look for answers and I found something there. I found a leather bound journal. It's not just any leather bound journal though, but before I delve into that, I'm going to read a report I found about the Lost Lake Hotel, written by a worker there. This report is written by a teenager in high school named Randy. Statement begins. I had been working at the Lost Lake Hotel for a long time now. I started in middle school. My parents owned the Lost Lake Hotel and it is a few blocks away from my high school. I remember specifically it was a Friday because on Fridays I have an extra lunch period and I sit with my friends. On that particular Friday I arrived to the hotel and no one was at the front desk which is typical so I started checking people in who came in through the hotel doors. Fridays were usually pretty busy, so my parents were busy, so I'd kind of pick up the slack for them. I got right to work, and the time flew by as usual. And as the clock started reaching 9pm, I clocked out, grabbed my belongings, and it's not unusual that I would have to answer the phone right before leaving. And sure enough, as I was packing, the phone rang. I picked up. The conversation went something like this. 
Hello? Are you okay? Hello, can I help you? I hung up, but I was worried that the woman at the other end might have been in trouble. I knew it was from 107 because we had caller ID, so I ran upstairs and I knocked on the door and yelled, Hello? Is someone in there? I noticed a do not disturb sign on the door, so naturally I did not want to bug her, but I decided to wait a little longer. But I didn't hear anything after that. I walked back downstairs and started to continue my packing, but my father interrupted me when he walked in. Hey kiddo, who is that you were speaking to? Oh, it's nothing, just someone in room 107. Randy? Uh, yeah, Dad? Randy, there is no guest staying in room 107? What? Yes, there is. There's a do not disturb sign, I just heard someone. Hmm, okay, let me take a look. I watched my dad out of curiosity. I watched him closely as he picked up the sign-in chart. Hmm, no one has checked in and no one has checked out. The rest of what happened was a bit of a blur. The only thing I do remember clearly is my dad and I standing in front of room 107. And I had this pit in the bottom of my stomach. We kind of just stood there for a minute. I think we were standing there in anticipation for something or someone. Then I noticed, you know that do not disturb sign I saw earlier? Yeah, um, there was none. I thought for sure. My dad knocked at the door. Hello? Is anyone there? My dad asked, do you happen to recall a name? I shook my head yes. And I'm not really sure how I remembered, but I had this gut feeling. It was that woman. The one who came in through the doors earlier. I remember now. Are you in there? Are you in there, Rhea? my dad the key and we didn't exchange words, but I knew he was feeling a little unsettled himself. My dad unlocked the door and he opened the door just a crack. We peered into the darkness of the room. Hello, 
Is anyone there? No one was there. I quickly switched on the light because for a moment I thought I saw a shadow in the corner, but there was nothing. We searched the entire room and there was no one inside. Since then, I often hear creaking, footsteps, or TV static coming from room 107 when no one is there. But I ignore it because if I don't, I will start to fear. I explained this to my parents and they understood. So now I don't usually step foot into the hotel unless I absolutely have to. Randy's report terminated. Rhea was the name of the creature, or Numa, inhabiting the hotel room. I can't help but wonder if the weeping woman and Rhea are connected somehow. The weeping woman's pedestal says, in loving memory of Rhea, could this be the same Rhea? It gets even more intriguing. When I was searching the hotel, I found a leather-bound journal. It seems as if someone was trying to hide it. I can't even tell how old this journal is, but I'm guessing 150 years or more. It's in great condition. I also found letters that were inside of this journal. Love letters love letters addressed to, guess who, Raya. These letters date all the way back to at least 1850. And I will read one of these letters right here. And mind you, it is cheesy, but I am trying to get into the mind of, you know, detective mind and try to figure out who wrote this letter because the name of the recipient has been blotched out. So here we go. My dearest Rhea, the cold passing days have left me longing for your warm embrace. My heart aches for your absence, my dearest Rhea. You are my one and only love, and every minute that passes only deepens my longing for you. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Let us reunite at our secret place, our cherished place. When I am awake and alone in the darkness of the night, I anticipate every second of us meeting. I cannot wait to hold you again in my arms, my dear wife, my beloved Rhea, yours forever. As previously stated, the name of the recipient has been blotched out in ink. And the ink doesn't look as old as the writing itself. The blotched ink looks fairly new, which begs the question, why was the writer of this letter unidentified? What would be the point? This journal is so old. It was over 150 years ago. Is it maybe a hidden family secret of some sort? That's really 
the only hunch I have right now. But this Rhea must be the same Rhea connected to the Numa. And the stories are somehow connected and somehow it's connected to the Rhea monument. But who would go through the lengths? I mean, honestly. And how is this ghost that I somehow banished connected to all of this? I think it's time to pay a visit to the cemetery. Um, also, listen, Jax, um, I'm sorry I haven't been calling or checking in. I, um, am kind of isolating myself right now from everyone and everything. I'm just confused because I don't have my job anymore and I have been hearing voices and I may be a little crazy so I have been just distancing myself and leaving cassette tapes I'm sorry hopefully you get this because I really could use the backup and it's no big deal really it's no big deal I've got the sword I'll be okay so I, if I see you, or if I don't see you, it doesn't matter. So, I'm on my way to the cemetery, and this is Jane, signing out for now. Hello? Hi. You ready? Yep. Let's go. To be continued, December 23rd.